Good Wednesday morning, everybody, and welcome into Undisputed here on FS1. I'm Jen Hale. That is Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp. Guys, good to see you. Shannon, I understand there's something you want to share this morning. Good morning, yes. Good morning. Uh, there's been a lot of speculation of why I wasn't on air yesterday, and I won't get into speculation or conjecture or innuendo, but I will say this. In watching that game on Monday night, uh, what happened to DeMar Hamlin struck me a little different. Um, as a brotherhood in the NFL, when injuries happen, when we know injuries are a part of the game, I've seen guys suffer ACLs and Achilles tear, but I've never seen anybody have to be revived and fight for their life on the field. So it struck me a little differently because I remember seeing my brother paralyzed on the field temporarily, and he was able to regain focus. Um, Skip tweeted something, and although I disagree with the tweet, uh, and, and uh, hopefully uh, Skip would take it down, but I didn't want it. Well, yes. Time out. Time out. I'm not going to take it down because okay. I stand by okay. what I tweeted. Skip, let me okay. finish. Let me, All right. Okay. Go ahead. No, you go. Go ahead. Let's go, Jen. Okay. I mean, I cannot even get through a monologue without you interrupting okay. me. Well, you could have came back. Skip, well, I thought, Skip, just let me. I, I didn't I, know I, you I were going to bring no, up No, this. I was just going to say, Skip, I didn't want to yesterday to get into a situation where DeMar Hamlin was the issue. We should have been talking about him and not get into, okay. your, not get into your, uh, your tweet. That's what I was going to do. But you can't even let me finish my opening monologue without you interrupting. Okay. I was under the impression you weren't going to bring this up because nobody here had a problem with no, that tweet. No. Clearly, the bosses wanted you to offer explanations, so clearly somebody No, they did not have... The, nobody... Let's go, Jay. Thoughts and prayers remain with DeMar Hamlin. That's where the focus should have been, and not on the football game. Yes, let's go, Jen. Thank you. As he continues his fight. All right, gentlemen, let's jump into our first topic. Let's talk a little NBA. The Lakers lost in Miami a week ago by 14 points and fell to 14-21. and 21 tied for their season worst record. After that game, LeBron said he didn't want to, quote, finish my career playing at this level. Since then, LeBron has scored over 40 points in back-to-back wins. The Lakers host the Heat tonight as five-point underdogs. Shannon, do you expect LeBron to lead the Lakers to a big win this time? I do expect him to, but because I don't expect them to have 26 turnovers. 26 turnovers that led to 31 points the last time they played the Heat. I think LeBron is in a tremendous rhythm. He's playing outstanding basketball, 40-point games and back-to-back games. He's the de facto leader of this team. And without Anthony Davis, he's taken more of a scoring load. He's taken more. uh, He's always been the leader. But I think the thing is for him is that he's in such a great rhythm, and he realized, like, look, guys, maybe I need to do more scoring. Maybe I need to look more for for my offense as opposed to getting uh, other guys involved. If you notice, the points are up, the rebounds are up, but the assists uh, are down. And Russ is taking on more of a, 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 the role of the assist guy. Schroeder's done run some of the offense. They let Austin Reeves take some of the, bring the ball up. They're taking the ball out of a lot, LeBron's hand a lot more than what they normally would because they realize him bringing the ball up every single time, him trying to make plays for everybody every single time, that's asking a bit of a guy that just turned 38 a little over, uh, not quite a week ago. So I think they'll play well. I like what I saw from start to finish against the Hornets. That's what they should have done two weeks, excuse me, I think it was about 10 days ago against the Hornets and not if they play defense they were engaged from start to finish and when a team is engaged start to finish good things normally happen I like the way LeBron took the game over in the fourth quarter he was able to finish the ball game that three ball he shot the three ball well in Atlanta for what for whatever reason he can't string together three-point games three-point shooting games like he has shooting from the field getting downhill even his free throw percentage has risen all the way up to 75.2 
we got a bet that he's going to get to somehow he's going to get to 79% and he's well on his way. But I love, I love the way they're playing right now. Gather uh, 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 TB, Thomas Bryant has been unbelievable filling in for Anthony Davis. He's giving you high double doubles every single ball game. Everybody is contributing. And that's something that you, the Lakers can hang the hat on. And like uh, uh, D. Ham said, Darvin Ham, the head coach, says, look, we're trying to close the gap with the wins and the losses. And as soon as we can get to that thing to get even, even Stevens, LeBron James, because like I said, are they a top two or three seed? But I, I, I still believe they could, if Anthony Davis can come back, what, mid-January, maybe early February, and LeBron James can still play at this level and we get guys contributing, I think the Lakers can get to the play-in, and then when they get to the play-in and have Anthony Davis, I think they're going to be a very, very scary team. Mm. Okay, so we have come full circle in one week from this team feeling like it hit bottom yeah. at Miami, yes. falling to 14-21, and 21, which was their worst record of the year at yep. that point, tied for the worst. And now you have a chance in your second shot at Miami, yes. a team that Darvin Ham greatly admires the mindset of. He yeah. talked after the game, Heat I culture. love their, 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 their approach, approach to basketball. Yes. I love their defensive attitude. Yes. Their defensive they're, first team. They're hard-nosed. They, they play hard basketball yes. every night. Yes. Okay, so now you have a shot at home. And I thought it would be closer to a picket game, but but the odds makers still don't trust your team enough against this team, so you're a four-point dog at home. Oh, wow. Okay, so Ooh. LeBron has been astonishing the last two games, albeit at Atlanta, at Charlotte. They're not great basketball teams, but he put on two all-time great performances yeah. against those teams. Yes. And the point is that as he has turned 38 in year 20, he is playing at an extraordinarily high level, at least in these last two games. Now, the question becomes, can you sustain at age 38 in year 20? I say he can only because his body looks sensational right. to me. His body looks as great as it's ever looked. He looks like he's down a few pounds from last year, which is a great thing. Well, you remember last year, Skip, yep. in year 19, he had that stretch where he had 23 straight games of at least 25 yep. points. He gets 21 against the Clippers, yep. and then he goes 30-plus, yep. and then he goes 56. Yep. So we see that he's still okay. because of his body. Okay, but there are moments this year, there were stretches this year, where he looked a little old and tired right. to me, and I think we both agreed, man, he, he's got to take it back up a notch. But what did I say? I felt he had something going on lower body-wise. Well, maybe. And you, if you notice, Skip, since whatever, whatever case, whatever it was, he had the groin issue. Since he's been back from that groin issue, Skip, since December 11th, he's averaging 35 on 58% shooting. Mm -hmm. So this is almost a month, and yeah. we've, we've seen LeBron James look like LeBron James of 28, not 38. Okay. But even I, though 38 might be the new 28. Okay. Well, it might be because he's playing 28. Right. Heck, he's playing 22. <laughs> so the point is, this is a real measuring stick yeah. for me tonight at the crypt because Miami is not playing great basketball this year. Yeah. They're 20 and 18. Yeah, but they're so hit or miss. I mean, you see them one game they, and they'll beat anybody. Okay. And then the next game, they're... Okay, they're... They're good on defense, but they're not great because right. they're eighth in defensive efficiency. So they have the pieces to be very good because Bam he can just oh, command yeah, yeah, the yeah, lane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in offensive efficiency, they have plummeted to 22nd. Yeah, they're not so, very good. So they're, they're, not, they're not playing great right. basketball. So here's my point.
I look back at that night. It was a night LeBron emotionally hit bottom because it came across to me, not to you, but after the game, it felt like a concession speech where he talked about that, <laughs> that he wants to win, that winning is all that matters, yeah. that winning is in his DNA. Yes. And that where, where's the other quote about, he said, I don't want to finish my career playing at this level from a team aspect. And it felt like a little bit of a shot to me at his teammates, like, you're just not good enough to support me at this age and stage of my career. But who's responsible for putting the pieces around okay. him that are good enough? See, right. I think we looked at it totally different. You thought All he was right. taking a shot at his teammates. I thought he was taking a shot at Rob Palenka. All you right. and I both could be correct. Okay, we might be correct. And he finished that quote with, I'll still be able to compete for championships because I know what I can still bring to any ball club with the uh, Right pieces. Right. Well, okay. Well, you, okay. Well, With the right got, pieces. You ain't got the right pieces there, okay. bro. All right. So it felt like I'm giving up this year on winning. I'm still going to play as hard as I can play. And obviously the Kareem goal, which we're right. going to discuss later, is in plain sight. It, it's it, on the it, horizon. It's coming It's quickly. on the horizon, okay. it, it, it almost feels like he's going to pass Kareem tonight. tonight. Yeah, yeah, I'm going right? to say it okay. Friday. All right. So the point is I'm – very interested to see if he can keep it up at this level against this team tonight in this building because I think he can. And my only issue with what I thought or felt or sounded like a concession speech after Miami was, remember what happened at Miami? They out-rebounded him by, by seven. Right. They outshot them from the floor. They outshot them from three. LeBron got some help from three. He did make a couple himself, but he he got two from Pat Bev, and he got two from Shooter, and he got two from Russ on that night, and he got four from Troy Brown. They outshot Miami from three. Right. So if I just told you those three things before, and you didn't know the outcome of the game, you'd say, got that. Right. You got that one. But the, the biggest problem was tw- 26 turnovers. That, that's okay. a- 24, 24 to five. The, and, okay. and 31 to two. 31 to 2 in points off turnovers. So you're going to lose okay, that well, you're, game. You're going to lose yeah. that game. So the point was LeBron had six of those turnovers. Yes. So he was a key culprit in the turnover he, category yeah. that was all important in that game. So in a shock to me, he birthdays, he comes right out of that and goes to Atlanta with wife and mom sitting in front <laughs> row, and, and he goes ballistic on the Hawks. Right. I did make the case there's no Clint Capella, but it, it in the end, he did that right. at the highest of level, although I also must say about the NBA, it seems like every night somebody just, scores 55. It just seems like – I, I was just talking to my producer, Ash. I was like, it used to be if you score 50, you own the night. If you score 50 points, you might be third or fourth. Because yeah. somebody dropped 55, somebody dropped 60, and we just saw Donovan Mitchell go get 71. 71, and Clay had 54 two yeah. nights ago, and now we're going to talk about Giannis got 55 LeBron Last was like, night, hey, this 43, yeah. 43, 11, and, and, and 6. And it doesn't, it, it's, it like pales by comparison. Right. 47 he got at Atlanta it, doesn't seem that, right. that great anymore, but it was great by his standards yeah. and his stage and age. So the point is, I think this team still has enough pieces to be more competitive than it has been. I still see, you brought up Thomas Bryant. He's been a revelation yeah, for this team well. because he, play he's, he plays big basketball. Right. And he can drift out, and, and if you dare him, he'll, he'll, he'll make the three, right. and he'll make them like 
with conviction, yeah. where I say, oh, he, he believes he can actually well, the shoot best thing, that The shot. best thing he's doing, and, and D. Ham, Darvin Ham speaks about it, mm -hmm. is that he's commanding the defensive end, yep. the rebounding. Yep. He's not allowing teams to get second-chance points. And so that, and the Lakers, the Lakers used to get pounded on the glass, yep. but they're doing a great job. Over the past 10 games, Skip, they're sixth in offense. So it, sh it tells you they're being more efficient offensively. They're getting really, really clean shots, yep. and they're knocking those shots down. It's a make-or-miss league. So I can give you all the wide-open shots that you want. And we saw this a lot last year, Skip. Yep. It wasn't like they were getting contested shots. No. They just couldn't hit open shots. <sighs> Austin Reeves broke out of his slump. He did. So, to me, you should win this game even as a four-point underdog. You think they will win this game, I do. right? I do think they'll win okay. this game because I don't believe they'll have – I don't believe they're going to have 24 turnovers again. I believe LeBron James will be LeBron James. Now, I don't know about going back-to-back-to-back. 40-plus point games. Uh, they got a lot of big bodies that can throw at him. They can throw Jimmy Butler. They can throw, you know, put Bam. Yeah. Bam is tremendous at help deep on weak side help defense. So they have some, some guys that they can throw at LeBron. But LeBron is in a rhythm. And that's the one thing, what I've noticed about these great NBA players. If they get in the rhythm, they don't give a damn what you do. Donovan Mitchell got to where he's going, where he was going. Skip, they threw everything they could. It did not matter. You see Luka, you throw everything you want, it does not matter. Joel Embiid, they doubling, they tripling. When he says, look, but man, that basket is big as a tub. There's nothing, you, you're at their mercy. You just look at your coach, you're like. Okay, so LeBron had them at his mercy at Atlanta. He does love that building. He loves it. And at Charlotte, it's Michael, it's Michael Jordan's he, house. Since he's got the team, 30, yeah. 37, it was since he bought, I think he's 37 and three. I think he had one game. He had stretch. We had like 31 consecutive wins. Okay. So I continue to say LeBron James is, is the greatest driver of the basketball I've ever seen. And I still believe even today, I'm not believe, I, I don't believe there's anybody stronger at attacking the rim than LeBron is. I just don't because he's still 6'9". Right. He's 250. And he's ambidextrous, and what he does best is attack and get you in foul trouble because right. John Collins had no chance right. against him. And, they, you know, Charlotte, Skip, they don't really have anybody but Plumlee. They and don't. He, and he don't. He's not a big body. He's, he's not, not a, a big body. But here's the thing, Skip, what's concerning. He's played at least 37 minutes in six of the last 12 games. Yep. That, at bare minimum. That's a, Now, when you ask, can he keep it going, can you reduce? He played 40 minutes the other night. Can you cut those minutes? Can you get him back down to where he's playing 35, 34 minutes? I don't know how because I remember when they asked Steve Kerr, why are you playing Kevin Durant? Why are you playing guys all these? We're trying to win. Mm -hmm. Do you see? We've given up so many games early. We've got to try to find a way to snake our way back into it and win some of these games. You win games by having your best players play. So yep. that's the question. That's the, 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 the rock and hard place that Darvin Ham's in. I want to win. But at what cost do I burden my, my best player? Well, you would hope that Anthony Davis would be back sooner than later, and I just don't know what to say about it, do whatever you, a stress reaction is in his foot. Do you see him coming back prior to February? I, I, I can't even speculate on that because I know stress reactions. You look at the imaging, right. and it just looks a little hazy gray, right. like we're not sure what's in there. Right. It's not really fractured, but it's like on a borderline right. fracture. And you can't do anything but just let stay it off it and let it heal. Correct. So I don't know, but they seem rather hopeful about it. So before you would think by mid-January he'd be back, but I don't know. And I, then I, you're going to run risk of pounding on it and, and irritating Right. Again. And if you look at Skip, I mean, the guy jumped up in the air. And before he came down, I mean, he's, he's – yep. 
So that's that's the thing. Let's just say for the sake of argument, mid-January. Yep. That's why I think that's when they're going to reevaluate him. Okay. That's no guarantee that he's going to come back then. Nope. Okay, so now we're looking at February. If you bring him back February, are you looking before or after the All-Star game? Do you just go ahead and leave him out until after the All-Star game and give him yep. an extra week to two weeks to let that thing heal as much as it possibly can? Because that's the stretch. That stretch after the All-Star game until right, you know, the, uh, uh, the end of the season. That's when you got to make your push. That's where you need to be. Because if you're going into the playoffs, like you said, Skip, you want to be streaking, but you want to have your chemistry. You want everything because AD's been out of the lineup. LeBron has been in the lineup. So they're going to have to get back on the same playing field. Final point. For whatever reason, LeBron just can't find it from three. <laughs> he, he just For needs one game, to but not punk. two. Okay, but but even two out of five, that's a good game for him. Oh, yeah, the four out of six. Yeah, 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 yeah Atlanta. Okay, four out of six. Would you believe at 31, I'm sorry, 30.1%, that's barely above 30%, he now ranks 150 of 151 qualified three-point shooters. So we, we, he, well, what, what, what would we have before after Atlanta? We had, we had really like eight, nine spots. Maybe, but you're now second <laughs> from last. It's Jalen Noel is at the bottom. Who is that? I, I don't even know, but he's ranked dead last. Well, he's going to stay dead last. the point is... And Russ would be last, but he's not qualified. He hasn't shot enough, but he's at 27.3%, which is all-time pathetic. But, but it, Russ is going to hurt us if, because he didn't play the second half because he had a sore foot. Yep. Now, is he, is he capable of playing? Because, Skip, for better or for worse, he's going to push the pace. And he gonna get like he gonna get six points on layups because he pushed the pace and they weren't ready and he's laying the ball into the basket and they're taking it out. We need that. He does a great. He and Thomas Bryant have tremendous chemistry. Yep. Because he's getting to the basket. He's in Stephen Adams. Remember how Russ used to get to the basket and drop it, yep. and Stephen Adams laid it up and dunk it. That's TB. That is TB. Correct. TB. And- so so now he's TB. He's so good. He's got a nickname. <laughs> Okay. I, I, I'm pretty sure that's what they call him. I mean, I'm just going by like athletes in the locker room. We give like nicknames. We give you initials. Very seldom do you call somebody by their their full name. You call them their last name. You go by initials like JT. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? Except for the king, he's just LeBron. They, they, they right? probably call him Bron. Yeah, they call Bron. him Bron. Okay. I mean, you got. They call you Skip. They don't know how to call you by your government name. Well, I got I got name skipped from birth. Uh, I mean, I never was called my government name, so I don't know. So did, did they call you Skip at school? Well, my not to take a left turn here, but my my father called my mother Skip as in Skipper. You're like you're the Skipper of the ship while they were dating, okay. and I was the firstborn. Okay. And so immediately, my father, when he saw me in the hospital, said. There's my little skipper. You're right. And so right away, I was just skip. So, so, so you're not I, a skip off his block. You skip no, off her I, block. I was named his name, John Edward II. Okay. okay. But nobody, not one time in my life did my mother ever call me John. So what, not did, they, one time. what did they call you at school? Skip. Until I got to junior <laughs> high school or whatever we called it then. And right. when, you, when all the grade schools went right. together, then on, on the official roster, you know, you, that when they called Mr. Roll, May, yeah. they said John Bayless. And, and my... My grade school teammates looked at me like did, they didn't even know my did name. Did you answer? Because you had been called Skip for so long. You, I, I probably, if you called me a name for so long, you've been called Skip your whole life. And all of a sudden, who is John Bayless? You okay. looked around like, who well, is that? Well, each time I had to say, <laughs> I'm sorry, my name is Skip. And they'd say, no nicknames. My name. Okay, so I'd have to go after after class and say, I'm sorry, nobody's ever called me John. And then they would all change it to Skip. Okay. And after a while, they didn't care. 
So not everybody. So, so see, that'd be a great trivia question. Yep. What is Skip Bayless's real name? Okay. Well, I think it's in the Wikipedia or somewhere. Is it? I think so. I don't know. So I think people would know it. I don't think so. Yeah. Not, uh, not off the cuff. Now, if you give somebody a chance maybe. to Google it, they yeah. would. I don't. Okay, maybe. I, I don't know. So Skip. Don't care. So see, you got a big I'm name. I'm just glad I'm not a John. <laughs> mm. Yeah, chip off the old mm. mom's block. All right, not your the turn next, block. Shannon. The mom's block. Uh, We're going to have to come up with a nickname for you, too, Shannon. They, they call you Shay. <laughs> Shay works. That's what they Shay. call me. Yeah. Of course, Club Shay Shay. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp because your mental well-being matters. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Unlock the power of therapy with BetterHelp and witness the transformative benefits it brings to your life, from gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges. Therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists with confidence. BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform. It's designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. With a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash UndisputedPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash UndisputedPod. Your mental health journey begins here. And I won't back down. The Cowboys and Eagles both kick off at 425 Eastern this Sunday. Both teams have a shot at the NFC East title. Yesterday on 105.3 The Fan, Jerry Jones said, quote, there's too much to play for when asked if the Cowboys might rest a few starters. Jerry continued saying he'd, quote, certainly love to get a bye. That week off is so critical. Shannon, the big one on Sunday. How does this play out? Bad NFL dirty. NFL said, we ain't going to have y'all clock watching because we know what y'all was going to be doing. Y'all was going to wait. If we put the Eagles at 1 o'clock, Cowboys, you guys watch it, and then we, you'll, you'll play accordingly. Cow, if we put the Cowboys at 1, Eagles, we already know what y'all was going to do, but the Eagles were going to have to play anyway because San Francisco theoretically could catch, catch them, Skip. So if they lose this game, they're not worried about that. Yeah, you lose the division, but you lose the number one seed also because San Francisco plays – Arizona, mm. I like their chances at home of beating Arizona. I love their chances. Okay, so with that being said, Skip, when we talked about this, what did I tell you when you played Jacksonville? I said, Skip, if you don't beat Jacksonville, it doesn't matter if you beat the Eagles because you've given up three games. Now, Eagles lost last week. Guess what, Skip? Y'all sitting pretty. Mm. You'd have been sitting pretty. Now you win this game, you got a division. Don't worry about what the Eagles do. But now you got to hope and pray and wish, and it's not going to happen. Mm. It's not going to happen. You're not getting a first round by. You should be. That's what you should want. You should want to be in that situation mm. where you go to uh, Tampa 
and deal with Tampa. At, you sure you want Aaron Rodgers in the playoff after what that man has done to y'all? Not just in the playoff, but in the regular season. You should say, I want no parts of him. Mm. I want Tampa. And so I believe that is the matchup that's going to happen. Mm. I, do, uh, um, I think we're going to talk about Green Bay. I, I like Green Bay chances. Uh, at home, they're playing really well. They're running the football, but the defense over the last couple of weeks have played outstanding football. So with that being said, no, you're not going to win this game. Now the question is, what do the Giants do? Because that is the question. I don't believe, Skip, they can improve their seeding. They can't. They're locked. They're six. Okay. It's done. So what's the reward versus what's the risk? I get Saquon deemed. I get Daniel Jones deemed. Then guess what? You made the playoffs, but you're not going anywhere without those two guys. So that is the question that Brian Dayball has to ask himself. Risk versus reward. Yep. Okay. I hear everything you just said, but I'm going to go back to your your question that you posed in the midst of what you said. (laughs) Okay. In a perfect world, if I had my druthers, I would take Aaron Rodgers at Jerry World over having to deal with the GOAT at Tampa. i just take it. I, I'll take Aaron at age 38 with his track record in the postseason, not against us, just in general, because he's 7-9 and nine since that long-ago, 12-year-ago Super Bowl run. I, I'll take that over having to deal with Brady and a, and a lesser team. Right. Aaron's got a better team than right. Brady does. Right. Like, maybe a lot better team. But I, I'll still – I dread having to face that guy in Tampa. But you know, Skip, but, all you have to worry about is throw, the passing. you okay. got no running game. Okay. You're only going to get like 50 yards. Okay, I, I get all that. <laughs> I, you know what? You can stat me to death. You can paper me to death. Okay. But they're not going to play on paper because I just watched the GOAT, GOAT Carolina. I don't know what it is about him. He can – Sting it up for the whole year, and then all of a sudden he says, okay, it's time. Let's do so, this. So, in other words, you're going to say, look at one game and say, look what he did against Carolina and disregard the other 15. It was just 432 yards. Yeah. It, it was his masterpiece. It was by far his best game of the year in the biggest game of the year because they had to win, albeit in the NFC going south. Right. But, but it was a hat and T-shirt game. Right. It, it, we're gonna we're gonna talk about this in a moment, okay. but it, it was effectively maybe playing for a bye kind of a game because you wouldn't have to play against Atlanta. Right. And he just said, "Okay, watch this." Right. And Mike Evans came back from the quote unquote dead. Right. It's like what there there he is. He hadn't caught a touchdown pass for eleven games, and he catches three. Given that, considering yeah. Mike Evans hadn't caught a touchdown in eleven yeah. games, given that Tom Brady hadn't had but a couple of three hundred yard games, so you saw enough in that game. To say, you know what, it's fixed, they're ready. I guess the answer to that is I've seen enough for 20 years. I just know what happens to him. He's psycho. He goes playoff psycho Tom. But let me ask you a question. In any of those 20 years during the regular season, did they look like this? No, no. I I buy all that until Carolina. And then Carolina was hot, man. They'd won three out of four. They'd won four or six. I couldn't even make a case on paper how they could beat Carolina. Right. But – they they beat them rather soundly, even though Sam Darnold threw for 341. And plus the fact is, is that you got four turnovers, and it okay. took four turnovers for you to get to 30. Okay, I got it. And you are right. I just, I'm still afraid of that guy in that moment in that state. Had I not seen this year, I would agree okay. with you. Okay, all right. Okay, I got it. But here's the point okay. that, that renders all this moot is it's not going to happen. <laughs> We're not going to get out from under it. We're not going to play Aaron Rodgers because – it feels like a done deal. Right. 
But you mentioned the Eagles. Okay, you're right about Jacksonville. We mucked it up. Okay, we, we had them 27 to 10. We flexed our firepower. Yeah, we, had, we had them 28 to 14 going to the fourth. And we flexed our firepower. We lost in overtime both times. Right. And in, in both overtimes, we had a stretch where it looked like, oh, we got this. Right. No, yeah, we don't got, got this. Okay, so – you, you say the Eagles game didn't matter, but what it mattered to me hugely was to our psyche, to our relaunch momentum, to our reborn confidence that we lost at Jacksonville. Right. All of a sudden, we got back on that proverbial horse in Dallas, and we rode it. But right? guess what? You didn't feel good about the win that okay. you had in Tennessee. Okay. You came out here and gave a big okay. old nothing. All right. So <laughs> – I got it. They were highly unimpressive against Joshua Dobbs, the the third-string quarterback. (laughs) So now I'm fine with them playing their players. It's it's almost a good thing that they're forced to play their players. They're going to monitor. They're going to have somebody hawking the TV. And as soon as Jalen and company, and I assume Jalen's going to play, but I don't know that for a dead solid fact. I'm talking about Jalen Hurts. But – if, if they do what they should do against Giants, who I can't make any case for the Giants playing anybody. Hey, don't make I just visit. can't. It's why the odds makers are saying Philly is a 14-point yeah. favorite over an arch-division yeah. rival that has given them fits before. Well, it seems to me Vegas is believing that they're not going to play. They're not going to play any players. Well, back to your point about the sixth seed, they're locked in. So they're going to get Minnesota at Minnesota. And I remind you, on Christmas Eve – yeah. Brian Dayball and company went up there and played the heck out of yeah. it. Remember, it went to the last drop. Yeah. It, it took a 61-yard yeah. field goal by, what's his name, Greg Joseph. Right. 61 yeah. yards to beat them 27-24. Well, to 24. Came, well uh, the Giants came back because the Minnesota had the game in hand they late did. in the fourth quarter. They did. And then they mounted a comeback. Okay. So, with that being said, Skip, I remember that Bears situation my last year in Denver. Yeah. Uh, the last game of the season, we were already locked into the fifth seed, yeah. which means we were going to go on the road, and I think we were going to play uh, 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 Peyton. We're going to play Peyton after we had just beat them earlier. Probably like three weeks earlier, we had beat them there. So we were locked into the five seed. We were playing Green Bay the final game, and Mike took us all, and we didn't, and we didn't none of the starters played. So I'm thinking, if I'm Brian Dayball, because the risk-reward, okay, yeah, it would be nice, Skip, because what, what are they? They, they 10, 5, and 1, right? Isn't that, they 10, the Giants yeah, are 9, 6, and 1. Yeah. They might be nine. Yeah. Okay. But nine, six, whatever. Yeah, they're but, the six seed. They're, so they're so it, be. it would be nice to say, you know what? We won 10 games. Okay. But at no, what cost? At, at, at too much cost. Okay. So I look at Daniel Jones numbers at Minnesota on Christmas Eve and he throws for three thirty four. Right. I mean, he is coming of age. It took a long time for yeah. him to grow up, but but he's becoming a legit quarterback. Right. And they're going to have to seriously consider paying him for the long term. Is, he, is, he, is, is this his fifth-year option? Yeah, yeah. Here we go. Okay. So the point is I can't make any case for a miracle happening, and it would take a miracle at Philadelphia. But I will say this about the Eagles. They are reeling psychologically. They are. They are. Because you can't get this deep into a season. You can't get this late in the game. And even though it was Gardner Minshew, who's not a terrible backup, he's he, – He's he's an adequate backup quarterback who has won a bunch of games as a starting quarterback, yeah. and he played very well at Dallas. Except you can't cough it up. It, it was four, but three of them were his fault. Yeah, and okay. then what did he do? He made the one crucial mistake you, you, at, to Marshawn. One, just one. That's all it That's, took, yeah. and that ended that game. And one quick throw deep in your own territory. Okay, so it's Gardner Minshew. So I don't know what to say about Jalen Hurts. We know what happened at Chicago. 
He got fallen upon mm-hmm. after he'd run the football, and he got back up and shook it off, and he stayed in the game, and he threw for 110 more yards, and he ran for a fourth down, first down, and he ran for a touchdown, and he ran for a two-point conversion. Right. So I don't know. We're seeing the play right here where he got that, – that's, yeah. that's the rule in the pocket that they, they it, will it, throw the flag Yeah, on. you ain't in the pocket. No. Okay, <laughs> and that's why they have that rule. Right. You can't body weight fall, but he's running with the football down the field, and he gets kaboomed. Mm-hmm. Shoulder goes, AC joint. I don't know exactly what's going on, but Nick Sirianni was still, he even brought up DeMar about what what had happened on Monday night in in relation to Jalen saying, we got to be overprotective here of of his long-term health. And it was almost like suggesting we're not sure. He said, I don't have any medical clearance on him yet this week. Yeah, because, Skip, you never really want to fall flush on the football. Yeah. You always try to fall yeah. on the side, but you don't want to get your hate when somebody falls and put their weight on you yeah. because you're already falling on that shoulder and then crunch on top of yeah. it. So you get compounded. But you definitely don't want them to fall on top of you no. when you've fallen on top of the you, football. You don't. That's really how you can, you can break okay. something and do some serious damage. So, so now you're in a weird desperation mode against a team that might not play any of its starters. Right. But you've got to go take care of business, and right. you need to put them away in the first half. Yeah. That's what you should do. I'm, I'm going to assume, I'm going to presume that Jalen Hurts will play football this Sunday. Okay. And I'm going to presume that they will put the Giants away fairly quickly, which would make me presume that if Dallas is closely monitoring, that as soon as that game gets out of hand – where it's got to be completely out of hand that, that you don't have. So in other words, you're looking to be playing. You gonna play into the third quarter then? Maybe somewhere in that range. Okay. And that's okay with me. But as soon as that game is over, I'm talking about you, you like effectively over. Right. As soon as it's 28 to nothing or 35 to seven, and you say, okay, enough. You should pull mm-hmm. your starters because you you got to give them some break. Right. Because to me, we're about to talk about it with the Brady situation. A buy is precious. It's it's why everybody wants the one seed. There's only one buy now, but but well, it, it, the Giants can get a buy. They, they can rest their starters. They okay, can rest their starters. They right, right in their lap. They do. But Jerry Jones is saying, look, Jerry's been doing. You, you can question his sort of football <laughs> acumen, but he's been doing this for right. so long that he knows that miracles do happen in this league oh, yeah. on any given Sunday. But what happened, here's the thing. Now, you know y'all how y'all are. The most cowboy thing ever okay. would be what? Yeah. The Eagles the, the lose, and then you turn that around and lose. That would be my worst nightmare. That would be Jerry's worst yeah, nightmare. Exactly. And yet, Washington is our arch rival. They're certainly capable. They're out. Right. But, but are, j- just for fun, just just for and, kicks. And it looks us. like they're leaning towards Taylor Heineke yeah, starting yeah, okay. after what they saw with, with, with uh, yep. Carson Wentz. But, Skip, in 97, we lost three or four. We were reeling. Lost to Pittsburgh. Uh, who did we lose? Kansas City beat us on a 54-yarder to take the division from us. And so we had to play the last game. We played the Chargers. We beat the brakes off of them. So we kind of got – because we were, we were rolling, Skip. We were yep. rolling. We, we felt really good. Yep. And then we that last game gave us our confidence back. We went into the playoffs playing with a lot of confidence, and yep. we had to go back to a lot of scene of the crimes. Yep. We had to go back to Kansas City, who had just beaten us three weeks early to take the division. We had to go back to 303 River, Skip, and beat the Steelers, who mm-hmm. had beat the brakes off us just five weeks earlier. Yep. So if you get some – if they can win this last game, I don't care if the Giants play. I don't care if they brought LT, whomever. If they can win this last game and win it in convincing fashion, now, okay, we're back. We're back in business. Okay. Jalen Hurts is going to feel good about himself. Skip, it's hard for me to believe that this man won't play. I thought he would play last week because of the way I saw him moving, but he took another week. 
I believe he plays. Okay. I, I, I'm saying there's an 85, 90% chance Jalen Hurts plays on Sunday. I thought he was going to play against I did, Dallas. I did, too. No, Dallas. No, 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 I wouldn't okay. play against yeah. Dallas. But, but Dallas, he, he made it clear to the media, I want to play, yeah. and it was Sirianni, probably went above Sirianni right. up to Roseman Jeff, and Jeff Lurie. Yeah, yeah. No. Right. We can't risk further injury. And I see, I can, now that I look back at it, and hindsight's a magnificent science, I can see why they didn't play him against New Orleans. They say if Gardner Minshew played against New Orleans like he played against Dallas, we're going to win this game going away. Unfortunately for them, he didn't look anything like he did in Dallas. No, he did not. So in the end, it looks like it will play out that we're going to GOAT. And yet Jerry is clinging to (laughs) that one little tiny ray of sunshine up there that the Giants even if it's the backups, would get off hot and get a turnover and, and make it a crazy game all the way home. Well, you don't want to be in a situation yeah. where you're making a crazy it's yeah. late. It's late in the ball game, and it's still a ball game. Tyrod, if I'm not mistaken, I think Tyrod Taylor is their backup. He's a proven, he's a proven backup. He he's won some games no, in this no. league. He will compete, yeah. and he will make correct yeah. plays. He always makes correct Took plays Buffalo to Took Buffalo to me. the playoffs one year? He did. Oh, that was the year that uh, Jacksonville almost won the uh, almost got to the Super Bowl. I like him. Yeah, I I, I admire the way he competes and and commands the yeah. position. So he's credible. Right. But if you're if you're backups across the ball, it's just hard for him yeah. to rise above yeah. backups. It's just hard, Skip, to play a game and come out unscathed. Yeah. Somebody's gonna get nicked. Okay. And you just hope it's not a key contributor. Obviously, everybody is important. But there are greater importance on yeah. some. I don't, I'm not trying to get Saquon. I'm not trying to get Daniel Jones, Nick. Because it's not like Daniel Jones has the best offensive line. He ain't, they, they don't have the Eagles up there. Now, the no. Eagles got an issue with that right tackle. They do now. Now, you see, Cam, you, see what, you, you see what Cam Jordan did, right? He had five and a half sacks going and coming into that game. He, he left with eight and a half. Now, I, I don't know how many that is, but five and a half to eight and a half, something bad happened. Okay. I believe the Giants won't play really much of anybody. Okay. I believe the Giants are poised and primed to go to Minnesota in like their chances with Minnesota. I, I love their chances at Minnesota because they're going to feel real good about their mm-hmm. chances because they just did. It was almost like what the Giants did against Brady right. back in 07. Right. We're in that last regular season game, wasn't it? 38 to 35. Uh, yeah, they, 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 they played. Yeah, they, yeah. They played so the they'll stars. go up there with that kind of confidence against a team that can be real hot and real not. Right. Yeah. Real not. Yeah. And I believe it'll be real not in this game. And the Giants will, will have a, a rather miraculous rebirth under Brian Dayball with the playoff win. The one thing we know about Cousins is that you, if you get to him early, you yeah. can have him late. Oh, and, what, and what did Dallas do? Damn near the first play of the game, Michael Parsons sacked him, fumble, yeah. and the ball game was over. Yeah. You look at what Green Bay did to him early. Basically, another 40 points shellacking, yep. and the ball game was over. So yep. that's what the Giants do. Can the Giants get to him, rattle him early, and take him out of this ball game for the entirety of the ball game? You got it. It is truly remarkable what Dayball has been able to do with the it Giants. Is. It's going to be a good one this year, Sunday, man. everybody. When it comes to travel, we all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place, whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise. And Priceline, wants you to get there and be very happy with a happy price. So you never have to miss a trip. Let me tell you, Priceline has got your back to make it all happen. My happy place is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Picture this, crystal clear waters, golden sands, and sun shining down on you like it's your personal spotlight. That's right, Cabo. 
is my ultimate happy place. And you know what makes it even better? Priceline's VIP family feature. You heard it from me. That's right. VIP treatment for you and your squad. Imagine being with your crew, soaking up the sun and living your best life. And while scoring deals up to five times faster, it's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, who am I taking with me to Cabo? To that epic trip, that adventure? My boys, my ride or dies, my crew, ones who've been there through thick and thin from the beginning to the end. I'm not taking any kids, no kids, just me and the boys living it up. So what are you waiting for? Download the Priceline app today and save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your favorite happy price with Priceline. Make some memories that'll last a lifetime. Cabo ain't ready for me or us, but we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel. Pro Football Focus, listing their non-quarterback MVP candidates. Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Nick Bosa, four of the big names mentioned. Shannon, who's your non-quarterback MVP in the league right now? The guy, the last guy that you had on the screen, and I think they're very deserving candidates. Uh, You mentioned some, Tyreek, Nick Bosa, uh, my nephew, Kels. But I took, I took, let me skip, let me explain why I took Justin Jefferson. Because all the reasons that you don't like Kirk Cousins. That's why I took Justin Jefferson. Because he's doing this with that guy that you said he's a, what do you say, he's a uh, underachieving. Uh, Under talent. Under talent overachiever. Yes. And so when you look at what he's done, okay, and the reason why I knocked, let me say the reason why, and I hate to say knocked him, but the reason I didn't put Kels over him, over Justin, is because Mahomes has this number one in QBR. He's number one in touch, uh, touchdown passes. He's number one in passing yards. He's number one in total touchdowns. While Cousins is 24th in QBR, he's sixth in TD passes, he's fourth in yards. And we see he's not nearly as talented or plays at the level in which Mahomes does. So if I had to, so that's one of the, re- that's one of the reasons, that's the main reason is that Adin Kelts is because he has Mahomes. Now I wonder what kind of numbers JJ would put up if he had my homeboy throwing to him instead of Cousins. 1,771 receiving yards, um, uh, 423 yards over yards are expected, 150 more than anybody. Skip, if you look at, there are two and three when this man has 50 receiving yards or less. There are 10 and one when he has 51 or more. So he goes, we talk about Cousins all we want to, but their offense really goes as he goes. So that's why I put J.J. number one. Okay. I hear everything you just said, but I'm looking at your glasses half empty when you talk about your nephew, Kels. Yeah. Okay. If I look at what Patrick Mahomes has done this year, it is in large part because of him, because you lost Tyreek, and yes. you say the other guys are just a bunch of guys. Yes, yes. And Travis Kelsey, I, I'm looking at these numbers. He's, he's career highs across the board. Yeah. And I assume he's going to probably be over 1,400. What did he have? Yeah. He's 1,300. Yeah, I'm saying, okay. but he'll probably end yeah. up at 1,400 he, he, with the Raiders. He needs 116 to have career high in yards. That's the only category. But, but he might get – they're going to go because they need this game. We know the Raiders' yeah. defense is yes. so suspect. Okay. So he's going to be career high in targets and catches, and he's already got a career high in touchdowns. Right. He's having a career year in a – Career, career, right. like like he is the the best pass catcher. No, no offense to you, but, but, but okay, take it. Okay. <laughs> okay. But but he 
he lives in an offense that's almost unfair to me because they just they're going to throw the football. Yeah. And when in doubt, Patrick is going to throw it to him. They're going to throw him the football. Okay. And even in their losses this year at Indy, Buffalo, Cincinnati, he still had had one big game against Buffalo at home. He had eight for 108, and they barely lost the game. But the point is, Justin Jefferson can be controlled. He can go quiet, sort of when you least expect it, against my Cowboys. So we we beat him this year and last year. I know we're not talking about last year, but he had very quiet games. This year it was 40-3 Dallas at Minnesota, and he caught three for 33. Well, you say it's a dependent position, so he couldn't depend that day on Kirk Cousins, (laughs) who mostly was on his back. Right, yeah. But then, remember earlier this year, was it a Monday night game? I think it was at Philadelphia. Right. They lose 24-7, to seven, and he was pretty quiet. He caught six balls, but for only 43 yards. Right. And then, obviously, we just saw what happened because right. Jair said, nope, not on my watch, not in my house, and he held him to one catch for 15 yards and walked his big talk about but, fluke game. But if I take, if I take Kelsey's 1,300 yards from Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes, 5,000, that's 3,600. Mm-hmm. If I take his 1,771 from um, Cousins, 4,300, that's a whole difference. That's 2,600. Okay. The, the difference is so vast between the two is that because I think the, the, the difference between Mahomes and Cousins is probably greater no matter what position you want. Kel, obviously, Kelsey's the best uh, tight end in football. Jefferson, he's either one or two. I believe he's the best receiver. Mahomes is not, I mean, uh, uh, Cousins is not even in the same book as Mahomes. Yeah. I, I get it, but I still say <laughs> that I thought Patrick would struggle some this year without Tyreek, and he yeah, clearly has not, but he still has that guy, yeah. your nephew, Kels, and when he's in doubt, oh, yeah. he finds nephew. It, it, it's definitely a, it's definitely either play with a guy, Skip, that you believe that you can put the ball up and he has one, two, three, it doesn't matter. He can make a play. Either he's going to make the play or they're not going to make the play. That makes the quarterback job a lot easier. Uh both has had an unbelievable yes, season. No, I, I, I give you that. But, but I, I think the thing is, unless you got 20, 20, 22, 20, 22 sacks, something like that, it's hard to give it. Like LT was the last guy to win the defensive, win the MVP for a non-offensive player. Yeah. This only happened twice. That's Allen Page did it yeah, and, did. and uh, um, LT did it. Yeah. I got it. But Kelsey down on the goal line running those little <laughs> option routes, yeah, it's unfair. Good. Yeah, he's good. And for a man his size, the way he – Skip, because they, 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 they play in such space now, it's really basketball on grass. Yep. And because he's so big and he's so fluid, he moves like a man that's 220, 225 yeah. pounds, kind of like I was, but he's 255. He's so something. He, 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 he's, he's special. He's Ooh. very special. And he's a sponge. He wants to learn. He wants yeah. to know. Hey, he'll hit me up. Hey, what'd you see, Unc? Well, I, I saw this, and you can do this. And if you do this, do a little bit more. He's like, hey. I got you. Appreciate it. And I'm, I'm watching him. He's like, okay, let me see what did he do. Oh, okay. Oh, I see okay. You, you listen, huh? Okay. Mm. So many talented players to choose from. Yeah. All good choices, guys.